Like for me, it's more about the journey to get there and what you do every day. So looking at the people that you surround yourself with, right? And what do you value in them? Do something every day where you feel accomplished. Awesome, welcome to episode 11 of In Full Effect. Today we have Javier from Hustle Gym. We've been setting this up for a while. Yeah. Super excited for this because I've been actually talking to you a lot about this and, and you've always been very supportive to the yeah. cause. I'm, the reason I'm actually very excited for this episode is because we literally just have these conversations, what, we, what I kind of have on the podcast. So why not just record this in a proper episode that everything is in one nice, concise. Yeah, perfect. Idea. I love it. Uh, thanks a lot for having me, man. Yeah. It's been super exciting to follow the journey of the podcast as well. I'm honestly so amazed at how at your consistency, right? Normally, people start a podcast, they'll try it a couple of times, and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's just too difficult." Too much work, yeah. <laughs> um, but you're putting in the work, uh, week in and week out. Already 11 episodes, yeah. which is awesome. And we also have been following each other's personal uh, stories for a while, right? We, the way we met is actually Javier hired us to shoot some of his videos for the gym. Um, and actually since then we connected pretty well and we kept in touch and literally saw the gym grow. You saw us grow, so it's super exciting. And I think our stories, although they're you know, very different in some ways, they also have a lot of similarities mm. in how we ended up in Vietnam and why we're in Vietnam. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, true. So Javier is from Spain. He lived in London for a while yeah. as an investment banker yeah. and now as a gym owner and, and life enjoyer. Yeah, so <laughs> a, bit of a, a bit of background. So I grew up in Madrid my whole life till I was 18 and then um, I was not the best student in high school, I have to say. I enjoyed more of the sports angle of growing up, so I was always super active. You know, I think I was fortunate enough in that my parents were able to put me in a lot of these sports growing up. So I you know, grew up playing tennis, swimming, uh, playing football, a lot of football. Um, so I really was into the outdoors, into the fitness element. And then, yeah, in school, I also liked to play video games, not gonna lie. Uh, and it was, not until, uh, it was not until I went to university. So I, I went to Canada and Nova Scotia, where I, it was a small school, Nova Scotia, Atlantic Canada, it was like 5,000 people, like super remote. That's East, right? East, East yeah, Coast, yeah. yeah. So there's this small city called Halifax in Canada, a beautiful city. And then two hours away from that, that's where my university was, St. Oh, wow. Francis Xavier University. Yeah. So yeah, it was like the opposite of big city, Madrid, Europe. But part of me really was looking forward to that challenge or to that environment. And it was definitely outside of my comfort zone. It was something that I was curious about. It was a little bit also a new beginning for me as well, trying to you know start studying hard and trying to make something out of my life, right? So it was really in uni that, that I started to put in the work and, and, and joined business uh, school and I did my business and economics degree there. And yeah, I think also both things kind of started to merge together, both the, the business side of things that I really love and also the fitness side. So I was in the varsity uh, football team for a few years while I was in uni. And yeah, I think I found really my, my spot there. How long were you in uni for there? Four years. Four years in Canada. Yeah, four years in Canada. So I, did, I do eight months there of school and then I have like four months off in the summer because we had long summer mm -hmm. breaks. And there's when I would go to Europe, I'd do internships in, in, okay. in companies. Uh, so I did an internship in a hospitality company one summer in a private equity company, my, in my stepfather's private equity company. 
And I also traveled. Uh, and it was actually during my first year, after my first year of university, that I came to Vietnam. And I traveled with friends. I just okay. like backpacker style. Yeah, you know, yeah. end up in Vivian at four in the morning <laughs> with some big balloons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So that was kind of my intro to Southeast Asia. So what made you decide to come back to Vietnam and run a gym? Um, good question. So I think there are a number of factors come at play. And I've been asking myself this question ever since I got here. Like, how the hell did you end up in Vietnam? Uh, and I always give a different answer depending on who I'm talking to and depending on what I feel like that day. But really, I think it's a mix of things. It's a mix of influences in my life, right? So when I look at the things that have motivated me or driven me or shaped the way I am, I don't have to look further than the people that I'm like really that I really look up to and 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 the things and the books I've read that I was most drawn to. So we all have like certain books mm -hmm. that will bring us back or that we always think about or that had significant impact. Yeah. For me, it was a couple of books. So first, the first one was uh, Shantaram. Have you, have you read Shantaram? No, not It's by yet. Greg Roberts, this Australian guy that escaped from prison in, uh, in Australia and ended up in India. And in India, he became like, I mean, I mean, he did all sorts of things, but he moved around in like all sorts of social circles and kind of, you know, hustled his way around India for a while and then uh, wrote this book about his experiences there. And I really loved the kind of the adventure side of that, okay. that, ang that book. Like another book that really impacted me was, you know, uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. So I really recommend this one. So okay. it's uh, the story of how Phil Knight founded Nike. And basically what I, what I was drawn to in this book was his kind of entrepreneurial journey to end up find, founding Nike. So in the U.S., I think what really made him stand out uh, amongst the rest was obviously his drive and, and the idea that he had and he saw potential his perseverance to keep going, and also the people he surrounded himself with. So I think that adventure there is also kind of something that spoke to me, right? So, uh, the, you know, the, the Shantaram book, this one, like there was always a mix of adventure there, an entrepreneurial initiative. And then I, I guess another, another book that comes to mind is uh, No Rules Rules by Hastings, the founder of Netflix. So it's on the Netflix culture. And for me, this book also changed the way I look at a lot of things in terms of how I run Hustle, how I build the team at Hustle, how I approach the way I work. And, and what stood out in this book was that Netflix is an organization that runs purely on hiring super, super good, talented people and people who believe in the vision of Netflix and who will die for the company, right? And they're kind of cutthroat in that sense, but everyone that's working there seems to have this kind of hey, we're at Netflix, this is the best company, we are the best, mm -hmm. and there are, there's no limits as to what we can or cannot do, right? So there's also a little bit of an entrepreneurial way of working at this company that I'm trying to bring into my own life, into my own business. So a mix of all these things, of business, of adventure, kind of led me to go from one country to another, right? So I ended up in London doing investment banking, so that was a super interesting experience. But then I felt there was something missing, right? And, and I've, you know, I've, I never started a business before. Um, I don't know, do you, I mean, you probably hear this a lot as well. A lot of entrepreneurs will say, yeah, I had a ton of businesses growing up. I started selling this in school. Like I never had these stories. It's like Gary Vee style, yeah. yeah. No, it's Exactly, like everyone thinks, hey, to be an entrepreneur, you've had had that bug since you were born, basically. Yeah. There were things that I did, I guess, that were maybe a little bit more entrepreneurial, but I think it's, Entrepreneurship is also about taking risks mm. and about being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Exactly. And I think that is more what 
you know, I definitely had experiences there that I enjoyed. So it was this trying this feeling of trying to do something that I was out of my comfort zone completely and the curiosity uh, as well and that kind of um, led me to come to Asia and also the people around me as well had a massive impact so my um, my mom my stepfather they both came here on travel and they came back saying oh my god Vietnam has so much potential and it was a mix of all of these things so you know both my my upbringing and the people around me that kind of one day it clicked and I said, man, you got to do this. Uh, well, man, I said, Aaron, my, my fiance, I said, Aaron, I have this crazy idea. Uh, let's, do let's do it. And for her, it was a little bit like, what? You know, a bit more shocking. But it, she ended up coming around to it. And, and here we are. Exactly. Well, it's been working out pretty well so far. Yeah, we've had a, for sure, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. interesting is a, one way to put it. Yeah. Like the next question is, what are your goals? But what I want to know for you is, how did they shape? They, were they always there? Like, did you always wanted to open a gym in Vietnam, or how do how did your goals become like tangible? Yeah, I think my goals. Again, this is also a question that I sometimes struggle uh, answering because they change a lot. My goals are different one year than the next. They change. I guess you know we're always told like, hey, you need you know, very specific goals, you need to set targets, you need to kind of aspire to something, right? And I, although I, there's some truth to it, right? And I think it's very important to have direction. Uh, I think you also have to be open to goals changing, yeah, right? 100%. So I guess if you ask me now, right now we're, you know, we opened Hustle three years ago. So not two and a half already. So came to Vietnam in the beginning of 2019. Yeah, that's when I came. Yeah, here. sorry, in January. And then for six months, traveled the country, got to know, uh, got to know the north, the south, got to know Vietnam a little bit more, culture, yeah. culture, how business is done here. I mean, I think that was very important to understand. Mm. Um, and then one day, uh, I was sitting down having a beer with uh, my girlfriend, Erin, and we're both like, hey, why don't we, you know, open up a gym? We had gone to this fitness studio in Canada when we were living there that we really loved, and there was nothing quite like that here. So. We're like, oh, you know, can't be that hard, right? You're like, oh, let's take a space, rent it out, hire a few coaches. You know, I, I knew, I didn't know a lot about fitness. I knew enough. But again, it was about surrounding myself with the right people at the time who uh, really helped in setting up the fitness side of things. But yeah, I think what I loved the most about that was the kind of the hustle of getting a business up and running. I, 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 it's like almost an addictive feeling, right? Yeah, you get the idea and then you start researching on it and then you start talking to people about it then you believe it's the best idea in the world, then some, something happens the next day and someone shuts <laughs> it down and you're like, oh, maybe I'm an idiot for doing this. And then the next day is completely yeah, different. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's very emotional actually, yeah. running a business or, or visualizing and, and conceptualizing an idea yeah. and going for it. Exactly, it's like the adrenaline is so high, right? So we ended up setting it up and opening. So we found this location that we're sitting in now in June 2019. And by October, we were already up and running. So wow. it was quite a, a quick turnaround from Five concept months, yeah. to, to open. And since then, the business has gone through all sorts of ups and downs. Um, more ups than downs, I'd say. But, you know, not, not to mention three months after we opened, we had a big pandemic around the world that forced us to shut down. And for two years, it's been like open, close, open, close. Uh, a lot of members leaving Vietnam because we have a, a large expat base here in Taoyuan. So it's been definitely quite challenging. Um, so for me, what's really helped is one, having the support of the people that I'm doing this with. So 
Aaron, um, our team here, which is fantastic. Uh, and also, I think just persevering through all of that, you know, trying to stay positive and also working a lot on myself. So, you know, I've done a lot of self work, a lot of therapy, a lot of coaching and just trying to kind of live it day by day. Yeah. Um, and it's brought us to where we are today, which is, I think, you know, an awesome place where we're at. So we have this one dream where, you know, I think we're now growing back up after after COVID. We opened a second location in GoVap, mm -hmm. which is more uh, geared towards Vietnamese mm -hmm. market, trying to bring more Vietnamese here to Taodian as well. Uh, and slowly we're, we're, we're getting there. But, you know, it's a fantastic um, business that we're building here. And, and what I love the most about it is kind of building the hustle brand, training the team, and really the people that we're working with are just unbelievable. Like, um, there's so much talent in Vietnam and if you know you give them a good place to work, you lead them the right way, you incentivize them the right way, you um, give them empower them and give them you know uh, the ability to make choices. I think you'd be surprised how 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 much they hustle. Yeah, I think the way you do it here is a whole different mindset than how normal local businesses yeah. run their teams. Yeah, uh, I would say so. Yeah, I think it's more. Thinking long term, you know, you often hear in Vietnam, it's like, how quickly can I open this thing up, yeah. get as much cash as I can yeah. in the first few months, and then close and open something else? Right. Yeah, that's Vietnam mentality, yeah. and that's indeed um, something you have to move away from here. Yeah. But would you say, like, the way you persisted in keeping this gym going through hard times is that also because you know that not to give up after some struggles and that you you realize and that's what I want to know if you got that taught by someone or is it just like by education that being in that uncomfortable yeah. that it's actually where the growth is yeah. uh, how did that go for you yeah so I think that um, definitely uh, there's been points where I'm just like let's quit let's close this like what are we doing right we're wasting our time this is never going to work um, take the losses and just you know go back to Spain go back to Canada and get a job right yeah. <laughs> get a job <laughs> uh, and I think it was in those times where you know yeah it's it's a mindset right it's um, you know talking to people about it communicating hey this is what I'm going through and then people helping and supporting you I think that's very important and yeah, just staying strong mentally and, and, and pushing through it and also taking care of yourself, right? I mean, you know this as well. I mean, you're, you're quite active guy. I think definitely physical activity and sports helps a lot in processing things. Oh, yeah. So, you know, whether it's going for a 5K run after, you know, you've been in your head for, you know, four hours, you know, trying to, you know, figure out what's, what's happening, mm -hmm. you know, then you go for a 30 minute run, you come back from the run, you're like, everything makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, everything makes sense. I knew sense. it all along. Yeah. Um, so that, that helps me a lot. It's clearing my head and, and going out and, and doing things and also listening to podcasts. I'm a big podcast guy, you know, listening to a lot of entrepreneurs who've gone through similar things. Mm -hmm. Right. And also people who talk about mindset. And I think this is why I love what you're doing here uh, with, the, with this series, because it's about mindset, right? Um, and and that, that's what shapes yeah, all of us, so. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So the big question of the, the podcast of the episode is, what is your full potential? Good question, good question. Um, what is my full potential? So 
for me, it's not a point in time, right? It's not like, hey, you know, in three years, if I achieve X amount of revenues or if I open X amount of gyms, um, I will have reached my full potential, right? Or, you know, if I make a certain amount of money by the age of 35, right? Like, you can have those goals, but that's not what's going to determine whether you're at your full potential, right? For me, it's more about the journey to get there and what you do every day, right? And how you live your day-to-day, right? So take an average week, right, of your life, right? What does that week look like? Are you proud of what you've done that week? Is your behavior during that week something that you'd like to consistently be doing? Uh, Can you improve some things of what you've done that week, right? So, for example, for me, I think that there's certainly things that I have to improve 100% and I'm, and I'm working through them, but there's also a lot of things that I'm very proud of what I'm doing, right? So whether that is, hey, having a good routine, right? Waking up, getting some exercise in, you know, going to a coffee shop and getting work done for three hours in the morning, mm-hmm. right? Being, feeling productive, right? Setting up meetings with the right people, right? Um, building a good team, spending time with the team, motivating the team, like, if after a week you look back and you're proud of what you've done and you can say, hey, every day I've accomplished something, I think for me you're already living at a pretty high potential. Okay, so also like it doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're working at a company, whether you have a nine-to-five job, whether you have a freelance nomadic lifestyle, right? I think any of these is right uh, and it depends on who on, on you right? Mm -hmm. So if you're working in an office nine to five, that's totally awesome as long as you love what you're doing, right? I know a lot of people that work at companies and they really, really enjoy what they're doing. They're working on a very exciting project with a bigger purpose, right? And they wake up and when they go to the office, they give 100%. They're a joy to work with. Everyone in the company likes to work with them. They like to work with people around them, right? Uh, they show up to work happy and excited. I think these people are also living at pretty high, um, call it potential, right? It's when you're doing something that you're not enjoying, right? It's when you're going to an office job and this is where the stigma of, I work nine to five, oh my God, your life sucks, Mm -hmm. right? Which is not necessarily true. It's true if you hate the job, right? If you hate the people you're working with, right? So for me, living full potential, going back to your original question, is, um, yeah, it's a series of behaviors that you're doing on a daily basis that will help you get to whatever those goals are that you have. And right now, I'd say that, you know, I'm doing a lot of things right uh, or, or that I like and enjoy, uh, but there's certainly things that I have to tweak, whether it's like being more organized as a person, right? Sometimes I'm a bit of a mess, um, you know, expired passports, then it takes me forever to get a renewal, like all this kind of stuff, like that I have to get admin on in order. Like definitely a lot of chaos in my life sometimes. I could be much more organized and I'm something I'm working through. And yeah, but I think, you know, if it's, it's the sum of small things that hopefully will help get to the goals. And that's for me what full potential is. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, so... For you, it's more like how the results of what you did is the, the way it makes you feel. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, so let's, the way it makes you feel. Is that how you measure it? Because you can be very content with what you did in a week, but then I wonder, is that only work-related or health-related? But for example, when you go on a holiday and you had a good holiday, is that, and is that also a full potential? Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, we all need holidays, and when, we, when I go on holiday, I also make sure that I'm 
Yeah. I try to be 100% present, right? Sometimes, for example, I go on a holiday and Aaron sometimes likes to complain about this and I'll go on my phone or we're sitting down in a coffee and there's beautiful scenery outside and I'm there answering emails, right? So I'm not fully present. So yeah. part of achieving your full potential, I think it's being incredibly present in what you're doing, right? Whether it's, hey, taking holiday, then take holiday and have a purpose, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's, you know, show up to work, show up to work with a purpose, whether it's coming here for a workout, right? Are you working out with an intention? Are you working mm -hmm. out with a purpose, right? So our, our motto here is train with purpose, right? So it's like, yeah, are you living your life purposefully, yeah. right? And I think that has, I think that has something to do with um, full potential yeah. for sure. Chasing that purpose. Exactly. Chasing that purpose, whatever that is, or, or just being present and doing things with intention, I'd okay. say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like going back to the, the, the original point on having goals, right? You can, you can have those goals, but what happens when you achieve them, right? So say for example, your goal is, Hey, I want to set up a, a million dollar business by the age of 30, mm -hmm. right? I remember that was my goal when I was 21, right? Um, so what, what happens after you get there, right? Is that it? Is that your full potential? Like, are, can you just then go to the beach and relax all day and like <laughs> go and party in yachts, right? Or uh, no, it's like, okay, so what, you know, what, what else are you gonna do after that? What, what, um, what are the behaviors and the things you do that allowed you to get there? I think mm -hmm. that is what it's for me more uh, inspiring for, for the people that I look up to. It's how, how they, yeah, how they carry about with their lives and, and they live their day to day. So yeah, it's working on those goals is more important than achieving. And I think also your goals evolve over time. Like, yes, you can have like set goals, but you make it sound that it's actually more how you do it and how you feel during it. And the goal, the physical goal, let's say, is more empowerment to follow and do what you need to do every day. Exactly. Like with your podcast, right? I'm sure you have, uh, you have goals, mm -hmm. right? I'm sure whether it's an audience. Mm -hmm. Well, what is, what is your goal with this? Uh... Well, the original goal is to figure out my own goals. So, and then somebody told me, well, here, here it is. That's your goal. Find your goals. Yeah. So that's one thing. Like what happens once I found my goal? Yeah. But there's so much more with this podcast that it empowers other people doing the same thing. So it's also just the goal of sharing the message yeah. and, and spreading it so other people can benefit yeah, from it. Exactly. And what would full potential mean for you with this podcast? Is it like, hey, once I've achieved that and you know I've grown to a certain amount of audience that are receiving this message? Or is it, hey, what you do it day in, day out? I think... Um, now it's turning as a reverse. Ah, sorry, I did that. <laughs> reverse I did that. interview. <laughs> uh, I think it's more that the full potential will be the, the max amount of people I can touch or influence yeah. in the right way yeah. at that present. Of course, like it's very motivating when there's like, oh, there's so many views, people are watching, so many comments, likes, da da da. It's it's empowering, but the, the end goal is if if what you're saying to me right now can help someone chase their dreams, then that's way more fulfilling than yeah. getting a thousand views on an episode or yeah. something like that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, let's uh, hope. Yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're building up there. Exactly. So what does uh, success mean to you then? Um, success for me takes different forms uh, depending on what you're looking at. So for hustle, um, you know, 
hustle being successful for me would mean us having a very strong and vibrant community of uh, of, of members of hustlers um, across you know all of our our, our our locations, right? So I think that that you know it's something that we're working towards. Uh, it's building community. It's uh, increasing engagement is also getting results for our members, right? You know, if you go to a gym, you want to make sure that, you know, you're getting your value and, and you're getting results. And I think, um, you know, hustle being successful will uh, inevitably entails having a very strong member base. So that, I guess, is one uh, in a very strong community. You know, I think personally right now I'm quite tied to Hustle because I spend a lot of my time here with this business and growing this business. And I think definitely our, my, my personal goals are in some ways related to Hustle's successful goals, right? So, but that's just one part of it, you know? Success for me is also enjoying the process and enjoying being in, 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 in the moment and not forgetting you know, the small things that we're doing and all the small wins and, and being proud of that. I think, you know, if, if I can accomplish that, that for me can, can, can be success. Um, personal stuff, that means having, you know, spending time uh, with those people around me and making sure that you invest in those relationships. I think, you know, the relationships around us are so important you know, whether it's your family, whether it's your girlfriend, your fiance, right? I think for me, having a successful relationship with Erin means, you know, being also present when I'm with her, um, giving her everything that I can, right? From, from, from of myself, you know, with my family, it's being there when they need me. It's, you know, supporting them and, and encouraging them in what they want to do. So I have, I have five siblings, right? So, you know, sometimes being in Vietnam and being in the business side of things, I think you forget Sometimes, hey, you know, I have this life outside of Vietnam yeah, yeah. with all these people that care about me and that I care about. So I think success for me also means connecting with that side of me and not, not forgetting that. So yeah, it takes different shapes. So also means hopefully achieving some of your goals, whether they're small or big, you know, you know uh, in the short term, I'd say hopefully get hustle back up to where it belongs, you know, having a very good solid community of, of, of members and having a very strong team, which we're getting there. And for me personally, I think I love the entrepreneurial journey and I definitely see myself starting more businesses in the future. So hopefully getting those businesses uh, up and impacting as many people as I can through those businesses and building beautiful brands. I think, you know, hopefully that, that happens and that for me is also a success. So what would you say then, what is your long-term calling or what is it that drives you forward like if you say that hustle is not going to be your your final product mm. what is it that it, yeah. that's going to be for me i'd say if in say five or seven years i can have hustle at a place that i'm you know that it's that is working that is growing that is touching as many people as possible that is financially profitable that is you know all these things that make a successful business that is also self-sustainable in a way you know i think that it's important to find the right team in place to help you run the business right it cannot depend only on my efforts right yeah, exactly. so you know what i've done since day one with hustle is you know trying to build that time that foundation so that it, it can grow more organically as well um so for me that is a big, big goal. Uh, not because I don't want to eventually be involved with it. I love hustle and I think, you know, hopefully I can have hustle forever and I can uh, grow this business forever. That's definitely something that I'd love to do. But also because I'm by, 
you know, nature, a very curious person, right? And as I mentioned earlier, I think that startup phase of starting businesses and brands gives me a lot of adrenaline and, and, and gives me a lot of drive, uh, actually complements my work at Hustle as well. Yeah. If I'm working on a new project, whether it's related to Hustle, related to fitness or something completely different, right? So if I can, you know, build one or two more businesses, I'd love that. I think the people that I look up to a lot, whether it's young entrepreneurs who've found success in several different businesses or more established people like Richard Branson, who started, you know, Virgin, the Virgin Group. He kind of, you know, had a lot of failures, but also had a lot of different businesses. I, I, I'd love to do something like that <laughs> at that scale, maybe not. But my, my long-term goal is to build beautiful brands and, 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 and businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to do all of this, what are your core values? Mm. Not just for business, but also like for yourself. So I think to answer the values question, for me, it's looking at the people that you surround yourself with, right? Mm -hmm. And what do you value in them, mm -hmm. right? So normally the people that you hold closer to you, yeah. the characteristics or, or, or the, these characters are um, super important in, in identifying what you value, right? So people at Hustle that I work with, what do I value? I value positivity, you know? I think coming to work positive, wanting to get stuff done, bringing energy, to the people around you, right? Not sucking energy out. Um, these are things that I really try to live by myself, right? So bring people up, not bring people down. Having energy, also trust. I think I value trust a lot, you know? I think it's so important, whether it's with uh, Aaron at home, with my family, with people at Hustle, you know, we have very, very strong trust between each other. And if someone, for whatever reason, breaks that trust, for me, that that's a big no. Looking at Aaron, she, bring, she transmits a lot of calmness and peacefulness and presence, right? Which I really value as well. I'm, I tend to be, you know, quite anxious a person, right? I like to be doing stuff all the time. And that complementary kind of balance is so important, right? That I really value that. I guess you could say those are definitely some of my core values, right? So honesty, trust, hard work, and positivity. Definitely hard work, you know? If I look at the people around me, if, you know, people like to work hard and hustle, that I value a lot. You know, if someone is at Hustle and they don't want to work hard or they don't enjoy what they're doing, I don't think this is the right place for them. I value that in, in, in myself as well. That's cool. That's very interesting that you actually, you look at your environment and yeah. see what you value most because in the end of the day, you're a product of your environment. Exactly. So yeah. that's, a, that's actually a very interesting way of looking at it because I, I know there's a lot of people that probably struggle at finding their core values. Yeah. Because in a previous episode with Wes, he kind of explained like, look, core values are the start of your personal development journey. Yeah. Figure that out first. But that's honestly the hardest it's step so to hard, take. It's so hard, man. It's so hard. But what you just said is like, what do I think it is? But I look at the people around me that I choose to hang out with, yeah. choose to work with, choose to build my life with. And what are their values? Yeah. And that's actually... Yeah, exactly. And, and a combination of... And for example, like even who you surround yourself as friends, right? Like I'm, I'm someone with few friends, but really good friendships mm. versus having a lot of exactly, friends yeah. would not that maybe not that meaningful. Right. So for me, I value, you know, again, that, you know, trust and uh, getting to know someone at a deeper level than having, you know, a lot of friends socially and, and being super so socially active. Mm. Right. And I only you can see that by looking at my environment around me, right? Also, like, who you're drawn to, right? Like, 
I, I was drawn to you immediately because you know you're someone who you know went from traveling around Australia, New Zealand, ended up in Vietnam, starting your own business, right? You're hustling your way through it. You know, nothing has been given to you, right? You're 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 working at it. You're working hard at it. And and these qualities are things that I see in myself as well. And that's why you also have tend to have natural connections with some people yeah. over others. Yeah. The last one would be uh, curiosity, you know? I think I really value people who are curious, right? And because those are the people who are who I tend to connect with a lot, you know, yeah. people who want to learn whether it's a new topic that we're exploring together or whether it's about each other. I tend to really connect with people who seek to understand, yeah. right? Because I'm like that. And it's very interesting because through that, I think it also teaches you a lot of humility in a way because you end up realizing how little you know about oh, everything. Oh, yes. That, <laughs> right? That's a whole conversation. That's, yeah. this, it's called a certain paradox, right? That I'm not sure. The more you know, the, the smaller you feel. Yeah, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's, it's like in the, when my first journey within photo and video was like, yeah. You're just like, oh, I understand this. It's like, I'm the best in the world. Yeah. Or like, I'm, I'm a pro almost. I can make money doing this. Yeah. And then every step further you take, it's like, yeah. like one step further and your world opens up. And like, doof, doof, yeah, you doof, obviously doof. realize there's a whole other world that you haven't even touched on, right? Yeah. And you can go down the rabbit hole pretty easily, right? So it's also trying for you to kind of keep your ears yeah. open. But don't, you know, and, and yeah, so. Curiosity I'm, can also discourage you. It's a, it's an experience thing, yeah. Because I'm very curious as well. That's yeah. why we're in the same boat of people, yeah. I guess. That's that same thing of like the more you start to know, and then it's like oh, it's too much, and yeah. then so that's it's also persistence then again, yeah. And the hustle mentality that exactly. within that. And sometimes it's quieting some of that noise down, right? Because, you know, we can get very easily distracted. You know, I myself, I'm one who I'm obviously always going to be focusing on hustle and I love it, right? Mm -hmm. But I often talk to other people about other industries, other business opportunities, and I start to get really excited about those as well. And I can go down that route and distract myself. So sometimes it's like saying, okay, maybe not at this time. Bring your focus back, right? So it's also knowing when to just kind of quiet that my my mentor always says focus on yeah one thing at a time yeah especially when as an inexperienced yeah person in a lot of things just focus exactly and and challenge that and and master that yeah and once you have experience in in mastering something you can move on and maybe tackle multiple yeah exactly or mastering some like for me, for example, I mean, I'm never going to be the one who knows 100% everything about fitness, mm-hmm. right? That's not, that's just never going to happen, right? I don't think anyone can ever know 100% of it, right? Do I know enough to be able to run a fitness business? I think I do. do am I surrounded with people at Hustle who know way more than I do about a certain topic? Absolutely, right? So mm-hmm. it's also trying to surround yourself by people who are smarter than you in certain topics and working with them, right? Because yeah. I think it complements people like us very well who might have their ears open for many different types of things or, or don't want to specialize in a certain field, right? Because I think specializing, you know, you can specialize in something for your entire life, right? So where, when do you say, okay, I know enough to move on to something else or, hey, maybe you enjoy it and you want to specialize in that forever, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Even with hustle, sometimes it's, you know, it's hard to focus, right? You're like, okay, 
let's start a merchandise line. Let's mm -hmm. go into technology. Let's go into YouTube and build a media company, right? Like, yeah. and I'm like, man, you need to chill out, you know, focus yeah. on the one thing that you're doing, improve your product, listen to your community, get feedback mm -hmm. and, and take it a little bit slowly. Yeah. Um, that I think. I, I very consciously did that with the podcast as I know there's so much more I could do yeah. to make this more successful or mm. make this grow quicker. But I had to look into myself and see what's possible because if I push it too hard, yeah. then I would lose interest because yeah. then it would become an inconvenience yeah. that I don't want to pursue. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm really building it up step by step, very yeah. slowly, very consciously, getting good at one thing before moving on to the exactly. next one. Exactly. Because in the end of the day, I'm doing this by myself, yeah. running it. And sometimes it's about being consistent more than yeah. about doing too much too soon, right? Yeah. Just like putting out a video every week is already hard. Yeah, that's honestly one of the, the biggest tips or most valuable content I, I absorbed is yeah. consistency. It's the, the one thing I, I love hearing is it's all about showing up. Yeah. And that mentality I use for everything. Yeah, showing just up. show up, get it done. And also about small gains, right? Like, uh, I don't know if you've read uh, Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love that. Such a great book. Yeah. And the whole idea is, you know, do 1% better every day, yeah. right? And if you do 1% better every day over a year, you're going to be 37 times better than when you started, yeah. right? Instead of just going full blast exactly. immediately, you can't keep it up. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, you know, we tell our members this all the time at Hustle. And I personally, I'm also a victim of this as well. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out super hard for two months. And then I'll get distracted or, or, or slack off for a little bit, right? And then it's a little bit harder to get mm. into it next time, right? Whereas the times when I've been the happiest, the most, uh, you know, the most fit, right? It's just when I've been really consistent, mm. you know? Not every day, three times a week, four times a week, you know? But just be consistent week in, week Same, out. Yeah. Don't try to lose 20, 20 kilograms in a month, right? By starving yourself. Mm. It's like... Just lose a little bit every month, yeah. you know, a little bit every month. Change it's also small way habits. healthier to yeah. do things that way. Exactly. It's and yeah, it's way healthier. And also it's much easier to, to stick to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like one of the things they talk about in Atomic Habits is you want to build up a new habit. Don't, don't, make, don't make your goal massive. Don't, make, yeah. don't challenge yourself or change something super dramatically because you're not going to stick to it, right? If you want to go for runs every morning, Start by just going, getting up and going outside, right? Mm. A, a couple like times getting the gym clothes on. Putting your gym clothes yeah. on first. You can go back to bed after, yeah, right? Yeah. If you do this for a week, then inevitably you're going to build up that habit of waking up, putting your gym yeah. clothes on. It's habit right? stacking. Exactly. That's, out of that book, that's one of the things I took out most is habit stacking. Yeah. Getting in the habit of, okay, I get up, what do I do next? Yeah. And what do I do next? Because I did this, I your body immediately like flows into the next thing and, yeah. and obviously you need to have to make it so it makes sense yeah so not get up get into gym clothes but actually you have to go to work yeah you know, <laughs> exactly. I was like, does yeah. it make sense so, so you have it, to put it, your schedule around that yeah. so you can have the time to do it right mm -hmm. yeah so for you what is your ideal lifestyle one day um my ideal lifestyle is one where i have um freedom to work remotely. I think that's something that I really value. It's being able to 
wake up and work at home or go to a coffee shop or even travel and keep working, right? So hustle being a physical business sometimes does require me to be here quite a lot, which is fine and I really love it. But mm-hmm. the way I, I'd like to build the business is that, you know, it has the right team in place that is, you know, very well trained and, and, and understands the operations very well. So that if I do want to go and travel for a little bit, I can do that, right? If I want to go see my family, I can do that. So I think having freedom and flexibility is really important for me entrepreneurial ventures, I love them, you know, so I think the ideal lifestyle is working on some businesses that I've started and that really give me passion and and that I derive a lot of passion from and purpose from. So combining that freedom with doing something that I really love and enjoy that it's that I can call, you know, my own and it's a project that I've started that I, I love. Being surrounded by very interesting people, I think that's something that is very appealing to me as well, you know. Um, whether, you know, you're going to conferences and you're meeting people who are experts in their field or, and attending speaks, uh, speeches or seminars. I really love that because you get yeah. to learn so much from that. Or whether you're, you know, setting up calls with random people who you've heard about, who you admire, uh, and being able to get access to those people. I think that's something that I'd like to have in my lifestyle for sure. Yeah. And also just also living a little bit of a calm life sometimes, you know, like... Being able to switch off. Yeah, being able to also be consistent, right? Yeah. Like sometimes there's too many things going on and people want to travel too much and, be, you know, and me, me too. And sometimes I'm just like, I just need three months of not traveling too much, of just waking up, hitting the gym, being consistent, working on hustle, working on these other projects that I'm doing, mm. right? And just having that focus, right? Um, that is something that is also important in my lifestyle, having consistency and a little bit of routine. Yeah. It's actually quite easy to say like you want consistency, but for me, running a business, um, living together with someone, going through life changes and stuff, it's actually super hard to be consistent. Yeah, no, 100%. In anything yeah. Yeah. for longer than a week. Yeah. It's just so difficult because either is you have financial struggles and you need to double down on work to, to meet and meet or like if you want to work out consistently but work is then too much or or you don't you're not spending enough time with your loved ones anymore yeah so this it's actually yeah, very yeah. hard and you have to sacrifice some things right yeah yeah it sounds light yeah. that you want to be consistent yeah but to be really consistent yeah is you have to sacrifice a lot exactly or you have to find a really good balance in yeah. the end and then one day you have kids and it becomes incredibly difficult to wake up and hit the gym, right? Or you have to pick up your kids from school. So, you have you, know, you have responsibilities. Yeah. You can't go out with your friends at night as much because yeah. you have to, you know, take care of your son or your daughter. So it's like you can find routine and you can find balance and you can still find time for things that you really care about, right? Mm-hmm. If they are the right things. Right? Yeah, 100%. So who for you has been a major influence on your whole journey? Um, well, there's people that I know and people that I don't know. So people that I don't know, I guess it's the ones that I mentioned earlier from these books that I've read that I have, or podcasts that I listen to. So one of the podcasts that I really recommend whoever is listening here is Rich Roll. Uh, so it's called Roll On. It's on Spotify, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he's this guy from California who was an ultra endurance athlete. Um, still does a lot of endurance sports. You know, previously uh, he was a lawyer. Before that, he was... He went through some drugs and alcohol problems mm. as well. So he battled through that and he then started his own podcast and his own journey. I think following his journey and um, the way he talks about his life has really impacted me. 
Second, I'd say my stepfather has really uh, impacted me. I, I think most more recently, um, just because you know he loves business. He's a big hustler. He also likes to enjoy life a lot, and you know everything he does, he is really really present as well. So whether he's on holiday, he's present in what he's doing. If he's working, he's working his butt off and getting stuff done. He can get a lot from not much, right? So uh, the, when he started, he didn't have that many resources and he managed to build something really great. So I think I, I admire that a lot. My mom and my dad certainly had a huge impact on me growing up, you know, the way they encouraged me to just go out and have fun and uh, do what I love. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't really fo force me to follow a certain path. You know, I think I've been really privileged in that way and they've always really supported me in that sense. So I think family plays a huge role for sure, or played a huge role in my life. Aaron plays a huge role in my life, you know, every day from you know not letting me get too distracted with things but also in yeah uh, enjoying life as well and then for hustle the people I work with here every day I mean I'm so amazed man every day with the people that that I'm working with you know I mean uh, from our fitness team I mean the amount of knowledge and how quickly they're learning and how uh, passionate they are about what they do. I think that really inspires me as well, uh, for sure. From our management team, you know, how professional they are, how they're constantly thinking of ways we can do things better, you know, and they, they care about hustle like if, like it's their own. That kind of also inspires me to continue doing what I'm doing, right? Yeah, I'd say that those, those, those people have had the biggest impact for sure. Hope I'm not missing anyone in case they're watching. <laughs> What have been major events or obstacles in your life that shaped you and have you overcome them? Yeah, um, well, the main one was my father passed away when I was 15. I think that was a huge uh, event in my life. You know, I was very close with him. He was a great person and losing such a prominent figure in your life is very, very difficult, right? Maybe at the time I didn't realize how it was affecting me because I was, I was 15, I was still young. I'm a teenager, you know, yeah. that's when I started to kind of play more video games, trying to kind of distract myself. And I think now all of that is catching up to me now, right? When you're more mature, you're, you're older. So how I de dealt with this, well, therapy has helped a lot. Uh, I definitely recommend therapy to anyone. So I've been doing therapy now for two years just to understand how it impacts you, right? Because sometimes you're so caught up in yourself that you, you need a third, per a third party yeah, yeah. To, to kind of give you a little bit of a sense of how these things have impacted you, right? Um, but it also brought a lot of great things. I think, you know, it brought my siblings uh, and myself, uh, all of us together really, really, uh, you know, we have a very strong bond. It brought me close to my mom, you know, for sure. And I, I have an amazing relationship with my mom. So I think that it's, it's you know, there's definitely things that come out of this as well. Um, also, it teaches you resilience, right? And knowing that you can get through these things, right? So, especially with the right people around you. Exactly, and you know, a lot of people have the fear of, hey, the fear of losing someone, right? I'm not gonna be able to survive that. I'm not able to handle that. Or the fear of a business failing, or the fear of, you know, you getting injured and not being able to play mm -hmm. the sport that you love ever again, right? So having something so big happen to you at a younger age yeah. teaches you that you can get through anything. I know, yeah, exactly. So it's like, 
What's the worst that can happen? Well, that was kind of the worst things that can happen. Yeah, I mean, losing your your parent is yeah. one of the worst things that you can have, mm. especially so young, right? So, um, so yeah, I think oh, that was a big event. Um, other things that have impacted me, well, I'd say every single time that I've left my comfort zone, I think that's been an area of tremendous growth mm -hmm. for me. So definitely getting outside of your comfort zone. I always want to be in a position, talking about your earlier question on your ideal lifestyle, I think no matter where I am in life, I want to be doing something that is slightly new, slightly uncomfortable, yeah, pushing, yourself. pushing yourself a little bit more, trying a new sport, trying a new language. I think there's been definitely times, whether it's me going to Nova Scotia and Canada and not knowing anyone and not mm. knowing the culture, whether it's coming to Vietnam, not knowing the culture, not knowing how you do business here and, 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 and getting things done. I think, you know, the, these these are all challenges, but again, you overcome them, right? Yeah. And, and you realize, oh shit, I can go to Vietnam and I can yeah. start a business. Or Comfort zone is not like a, a yeah. stationary level, right? Like yeah. once you've been through that, you stretch it a little bit further yeah. and you know you can handle more, you can handle more. Exactly. And, and then like, that's why I love doing business because it's it's like almost like an adrenaline addic addiction yeah. towards the next step and to yeah. to meet new people. For, especially for me, as was I I didn't have anxiety, but it was always like, oh, I have to meet new people and yeah. I have to talk to new people, and that was an addicting. And now I'm addicted to it. Yeah, like it's so funny that. But you change your perception on the same thing. Yeah, right. It's exactly. like before it was like I have to do it or. You know, why am I sitting down in my couch? I should be out there meeting yeah. people, right? And now it's like, oh, I'm excited to go out and meet people, mm. right? Who am I going to meet next, right? Mm. It's like the same thing, two different perspectives on it. Yeah. So how would you tell people to get started on finding your comfort zone or what's outside your comfort zone? Very basic, like how can, because there's a lot of people that don't even, that they're very happy where they are but they want to grow themselves yeah. and you have to push yourself. So how to get started? Well, I'd say the first thing is understanding what is your fear, right? What is ultimately your biggest fear, right? Of going out and setting up a business or of starting a new project in the company that you're working on, right? Are you fear of failure? Are you fear of like, hey, I have a family and if I start something, I might lose my house, I might lose my car, I might lose, you know, I can't put my kids through school. So understand what is your risks that you have, right, at play for any given situation and evaluate that risk. And if that risk is big enough that, you know, you, you cannot quit everything and just leave your family hanging, right, to start a business. But if your risk is, you know, not life or death, then, you know, you can go out and do something, right? So first is identifying your fear. Then it's looking at the environment around you and, and reaching out to people around you uh, to bounce ideas off of, right? And, 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 and use, use that as a sounding board for whatever it is that you're thinking, right? So whether it's, you know, if you're starting an entrepreneurial journey is talking to other entrepreneurs or talking to people who you really trust and confide in and, and get, hearing their opinion, right? Uh, and not ignoring it, like taking it mm -hmm. into account. So basically get uh, known with the unknown. Exactly. By talking to other people. Yeah, and then figure out what is your comfort zone, right? That's, is your comfort zone very small? Or, uh, sometimes people have a bigger comfort zone, right? Because they've been expanding it over time. But if, you know, if your comfort zone is smaller because you've, you know, say you've grown up in a certain city, 
uh, your whole life, the same friend group, and you haven't really ever expanded that friend group, and you've had a, the same job for 15 years and you're very comfortable in that, then you know a, a comfort zone might be signing up to a marathon in that same city, right? Or a comfort zone might be trying to join a dance uh, club and meet new friends in the dancing community, right? So it depends on what your comfort zone is. So identifying that comfort zone and then, yeah, identifying something that's outside and uh, make it achievable. Perhaps like have some familiar elements within that unfamiliar thing to make it easier for yeah. you. Do you compare yourself with anyone? Uh, definitely. I think everyone compares themselves. I think it's just human nature. It's how often you do it and how much you dwell on it, right? I think I used to be victim of that a lot more. Growing up, I used to compare myself all the time, whether it's you know, my peers in class or my friends in the, in the, in the football team that were better than me. It's like, you know, they're better, they're stronger, they're more physically fit, they're more athletic, right? Why am I not like that, right? In business, it's like, oh, I have friends who've gone on and started businesses that are making a lot more money than I do, right? It's like, you know, am I, am, am I doing something wrong, right? So you can definitely question yourself a lot by, when you're comparing yourself. And, and it's, it's normal to do it, to compare yourself. It's just, you know, as soon as you realize you're doing that, realize that there's also no point in comparing yourself. Everyone has their own journey, right? And it takes time to realize that. But I guess as you grow and, and, and mature a little bit and have new experiences, you realize that, you know, you're on your journey and make the most out of it. And that's it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned you went to university, but throughout your whole journey where you are right now, how do you value going to school or being self-taught or the experience of life? How, hmm. what is most important to you? Or like, what did you learn of going to school? Because are yeah. you still learning those skills from school? Yeah. Well, I think school shows that you can get something done, right? It's the first time in your life where you've, you're, you're, you've gotten a degree, you've gotten a diploma, right? That shows that you're, you're someone that people can rely on to accomplish something, mm -hmm. right? Um, some people have other ways of showing that, so it's not the only way, right? I think that, uh, but for those who do go to school, having that kind of achievement, it's, it's already in itself a proof that you're able to go through something. Now, whether you're going to learn all your life lessons in university, definitely not, 100% <laughs> not. Sometimes in university, you meet certain people that uh, will impact you greatly in your way of thinking, your way of being, your, you know, your future direction. So I think university is more than just books. It's also the people that you meet. And I think there's a lot of value in that. The relationship with your professors as well is really important and how they influence you, right? It's just an opportunity to get exposure to more people, more ideas, more things, right? That might or might not shape the way your outlook in life. Hey, sometimes people have gone to university just to drop out because they've realized that that's not what they want. Had they not gone to university, they wouldn't have realized that, exactly. right? So that's also the power of university. It's like, hey, you know, it might not be for you. That's learning, right? Mm -hmm. So you, 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 you learn that by going there. Now, do I think that, I mean, take, take hustle, right? I mean, I think in two years, I've gotten a master's degree in entrepreneurship, in finance, in accounting, in management, in leadership, in small business law, in Vietnam, politics to a certain extent, <laughs> right? In, in, in construction, in, in you know, human resources, in sales, operations, in two years, yeah. right? Now I can open another business and apply all this that I'm learning 
and do it much better the second time, right? So the amount of knowledge I got from a from two years in Vietnam, you know, it's way more than what I think you can learn in a in a business school. I think the biggest life experience is just life itself and going out there and getting it done. Hundred percent. Yeah. So are you uh, happy on your path you are right now? Yeah, hundred percent. I think that, you know we all have ups and downs, right? But I'm certainly very very happy with what i'm doing i love hustle i love our community i love our team um also looking back at the journey and looking at where we are right now i'm incredibly proud of what we've achieved right so yeah i think that i'm i'm i'm, I'm super super happy with that um i have a great relationship uh, with aaron and and you know we're gonna get married next year so i'm very happy on a personal level uh which is awesome yeah, my family's healthy. My relationship with my family is really good. Um, I see them, I get to see them quite often. I'm lucky enough to be able to go to Europe a few times a year and, and, and see them. They also come to see me. So, you know, knock on wood, but everything is great right now. And I'm very fortunate for that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Do you have any other tips for people to get into self uh, personal development or to reach their full potential, for example? Um, yeah, I think first, if you're interested in becoming better, right, there's a lot of resources out there, you know, definitely books is a great place to start. So reading up on self-development, picking up a book, whether it's about your, you know, your career path or about understanding some issues that you're dealing with personally, there's a lot of resources out there. So that's a great place to start. I've done therapy and I highly recommend that just because it allows you to talk to someone about it. And sometimes that really helps and getting a different perspective. I've also joined focus groups where it's like a give and talk where it teaches you to talk about your situation or, or things that you're going through, but it also teaches you about listening uh, and how to listen, right? And how to help others as well. And I think through listening to really understanding other people's journey, you end up learning a lot about your own. Um, so sometimes it's, yeah, get out of your own head and, and start listening and talking to people and understanding other people's journey. Yeah, so reading, therapy has really helped me. Focus groups have really helped me. Podcasts have certainly helped me a lot, right? Yeah. So there's so many podcasts on on, on mindset, on, on self-development that, you know, there's no limit to resources out there. So, yeah. Cool. Do you have a favorite quote or philosophy you go by? I'd say... I, right? No, no matter how big or how small that is, Accomplish something every single day. Um, don't let a day go by where you're like, I didn't, I didn't accomplish anything, mm. right? So yeah, I think that's a big one. That's a big one indeed. Yeah. Uh, where can people follow you? Um, check out my Instagram, jbalve. Uh, I try to be active there. Um, Stories, yeah. I'm still trying to identify, like figure out what is my identity on social media. <laughs> Dude, that's so hard because it's interesting, like society tends to put people in a box, right? Like yeah. they'll, they'll box you in your bo or your personality. Like, oh, that guy's a fitness gym person. That guy's a, you know, a videographer, right? Mm -hmm. That's you, right? Your personality, you're a videographer, that's all you do, right? Yeah. That guy's a runner, right? All his videos aren't running, right? Mm -hmm. That guy's a business guy. Like, so it's so challenging when, you know, you don't really identify with one particular box, right? Yeah. That you, you're so many things that, uh, it becomes difficult, right, to, to, to figure out your brand identity, call it. Um, so anyway, all that to say, follow me on Instagram. I'm posting some stuff out there about hustle, about um, travels, about my, my journey, Facebook as well, and now in this podcast. Nice.
we'll all be linked down below. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was, yeah. I'm very happy we finally uh, yeah. made it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can uh, see this series grow and do a second episode sometime in the future. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. perhaps uh, in the future thing, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Thank you. All right, man. When am I going to get you in here for another workout? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Cut>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.